This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you'll evocate to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Good morning and welcome to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and this is my first show back for 2019 or 2019, whatever you want to call it. Val and Faith were back last week and I'm back this week. Today on the show, we're going to get a little bit meta, as in going to be interviewing one of our own presenters, Steve. He's been up to all sorts of adventures and uh, bikepacking, um, sports. Spotting, you know, the little little tracker on your bike and riding in the Audax Classic, but I've talked to him about what uh, is entailed with, like, you know, getting getting a bit of training, getting onto map progress if you want to track someone's ride, and what it's like uh, to ride. Um, well, I think all up, he's got about 500 k's in his legs from riding from Melbourne up to Bright and then doing the Alpine Classic 200. Hmm. Yeah, one hell of an achievement, but dear, he's got a lot to say, if uh, we can rouse him from his slumbers this morning. Also in today's show, I'm going to have a lot of news and events, and if I forgot to do the intro, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a little show about cycling and related transport issues coming to you from 3CR in Melbourne, Australia, and if I hadn't introduced myself, my name's Chris. Okay, I might as well start off with what an absolutely massive uh, couple of weeks we've had for cycling stuff. You can't, you know, you just can't get on your bike and just go out without kind of bumping into something that's going on. Like, you know, from a road perspective, we've had uh, the road nats, we had all the track carnivals, uh, Race Melbourne, Cadell Evans Road, uh, Great Ocean Road Race yesterday, they're going to come in for the Jayco Herald Sun Tour. Um, as I said, the Alpine Classic was on yesterday and of course normal riding which is you getting out on your bike and going out to events and festivals and going to the shops and all those sort of fun things and riding with your friends, bunch rides, bikepacking. I reckon this is uh, peak bikepacking season for a lot of you out there. Now finally in a bit of news, extending the Wellington Street bike lanes. And you're going, my God, is this still going on? Yep, it is. Um, City of Yarra are extending the uh, existing protected bike lanes on Wellington Street in Collingwood to prote- provide a safer and better connected journey for cyclists as part of Towards to, uh, towards Zero. The extended bike lanes will run from Gibbs Street to Johnson. This will completely... Com- protected bike lanes which are already on uh, already go from Welling oh sorry one coffee and I'm stumbling already Victoria Parade to Gibbs Street and people are saying oh why can't they go beyond that yeah very good point the um feedback 
I forgot was uh, apparently you can't put the protected lanes in further than Johnson Street because of the road width. Take that as you will. Uh, I think it's kind of another again of prioritising, you know, uh, road traffic over, or, you know, motorised traffic over the rest of us. You know, you can understand the engineers and the, um, the reason why this has come about, but still it's another thing of uh, a signifier of what we contend with. Now, these bike lanes are often referred to as Copenhagen lanes and they, you know, this is the, the spiel I've got here, will improve safety and comfort for cyclists by completely separating them from road traffic. On the east side of Wellington Street, the Copenhagen bicycle lane will be separate by a, separated by a row of parking bays, raised concrete islands and garden beds. And also on the west side, the lane will be separated by raised concrete islands. Timeline for these works. Uh, construction is intended for start in May 2019 and will take approximately four months. And the uh, City of Yarra currently at the tendering phase of the project. So if you want to find out more about that, um, contact Peter Eccleseed, the uh, Senior Active Transport Project um, Officer, through the switchboard there at 920... Uh, Five 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 five, or email info at uh, yarracity.vic.gov.au. Yeah, interesting. A um, bit more news and events. Uh, bike rave. Yep, it's happening again. That's only in a few weeks too. That's going to be happening on Friday the sixteenth. And where is this heading off from? Hmm. I've got the information here, but I think it's going to be a little bit more involved. It has. You probably have to go onto Facebook and look it up. The um, it's free. Uh, there's over two thousand people interested so at the moment. So the edition of this year's bike rave is gold theme. If you've never been to a bike rave before, please read over the following notes. It's a free event. But um, they're asking if you can bring along a cash donation for charity Bicycles for Humanity, which I believe we've had on the show. Yes, we have. My memory just kicked in. And they will be collecting through the evening. So like gold coin donation or what you can afford. And the music, that's the great thing about Bike Rave, is they have curated a whopping four to five hour mix with some very talented DJs for the Bike Rave. And it's, you know, young people's music. Um... <laughs> Sorry for being facetious. But, uh, yeah, that is a fantastic one to get along to, and that's only in a few weeks. I'll see if I can put that onto our shared events on our Facebook page and also under our calendar at yarrabug.org forward slash events. Just trying to – you've probably been – if you've been looking at it, that, if anything, we've been a bit slow on the uptake getting some events up. And um, we'll see if we can just, you know, start uh, winding up for the year. The other one, which is a bit of a Melbourne uh, tradition, the World Naked Bike Ride Melbourne. Mm. Now, quite a few people have been participants in this. I've um, turned up but uh, with clothes on to um, shepherd people out during the ride, you know, just doing a little bit of marshalling. It's been going on for a while, and this will be happening on the 16th of March, at uh, kicking off at 12 noon, and the staging location, this is very important, the third day, and that's at 290 Macaulay Road, North Melbourne. Now, if you want to go to the website, it's wnbrmelbourne, that's all one word together, .com.au, and look at some more for that. 
Okay, as I alluded to in the intro, we're getting a bit meta today and I'm going to be speaking to Steve, who, uh, if you listen to the show for a while, he's one of our presenters. If you haven't listened to the show for the for and don't know who Steve is, you're about to find out. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back with Steve on the phone. The Setting Sun Film Festival is calling for entries for their festival at Sun Theatre Yarraville from May 2nd to May 9th, 2019. Organisers are looking for short films and features that tell a great story, amuse, entertain, inform and wow. All genres are welcome and submissions are due by the 31st of January. For more details about the 2019 Setting Sun Film Festival, head to settingsun.com.au, a 3CR supporter. Jeff Tobin from Jazz on the Saturday, which is presented by the Victorian Jazz Club every week here on Community Radio 3CR. During the month of January, on Wednesdays between 2 and 4, I'll be sitting in for Kate and Susie, who are having a well-earned break, and uh, I'll be presenting Jazz, Blues, Western Swing and a couple of specials on women who have made a great contribution to Jazz and Blues over the last century. And Kate and Susie will be back with you on Wednesday the 13th of February. Until then, enjoy the jazz, blues and western swing. You're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855am digital live streaming podcast and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR. On the line today, as I alluded to earlier, we're getting quite meta. Steve. Yeah, hi. So uh, how have you pulled up this morning from your great endeavours? Oh, pretty well. It's... uh bit stiff, but I think that's... Um, Your legs. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, lived and um, I think I'll go and turn the legs over and see if they still work. Now, to start at the beginning... Um, right. Okay. Uh, the It's been a tradition with a few people, including us, to go to the Audax Alpine Classic, and this is held up in the northwest of Victoria around the bright Alpine region. This year, you decided to do it with a bit of a twist. You started from home, yeah. but not in a car. That's right. So I can blame this on sitting on watching a doco called um, From the Doorstep. So it's, a, it's like a really short film a guy made about riding from his house and then taking his uh, pack raft and going down a local river, camping on an island and then paddling and then, you know, paddle down and then put his bike back together and ride home. So from the doorstep, what a concept. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your, your next adventure starts right where you are now and you can go on a trip and you don't have to book a flight or pack the car or something. You just start from where you are. What a radical concept. Well... 
it, it, it eliminates a whole lot of things. Like you don't have to spend a week travelling to the back of Mongolia in order to start your adventure when it could be just around the corner. Well, you take two months to get to Mon- uh, Mongolia and it's part of the adventure. That's true, but especially if you start from home. Yeah. So I uh, packed the packed the bike and um, spent uh, four days riding up towards uh, the Ovens Valley. So, for the listener, uh, let's just say we started in the inner northern suburbs of Melbourne. That is correct. And rode all the way to the beginning of the um, Alpine Classic, which is in Bright. How many k's do you reckon that is? Uh, I think it's at least 300 and something, 320, 350. So, again, one of the great things about this too is that you're on map progress and for those of us who had the link and most people out there who are involved with bikepacking would be aware of um, map progress, a website where you can watch someone who's got a spot tracker. You set up a little page and, um, you know, I could keep an eye on you. (laughs) But it was fascinating just watching it. Yeah, so you can you can um, do, be, become your own dot to be dot watched. Yeah, and uh, travel. Um, the spot tracker obviously gives you the um, emergency, uh, similar to your uh, PLB, um, as well. So it, it adds an element of uh, safety, especially if you're travelling on your own. And it's most excellent if you become your own dot watcher. As most of us who've been watching things like, uh, well, indie, uh, the apparently called indie pack, uh, race to the rock, hunt one thousand, I think it had spot yeah. tracking, yeah, um, yeah, and it, again, it, it's it's the thing, it's the actual immediacy instead of kind of looking towards an organised event, you can go and become your own adventure, as you said, start at your own house. Yeah, that's right. So. I uh, highly recommend, you know, even if you're not uh, planning on travelling for four days, for in a case, do a do a weekend, um, an overnighter, and uh, start from start from home or near home. Because mm. that's uh, one of the things that I think that you know, to think what um, Jesse and Sarah have been doing with flash packing stuff with um, Curve, getting people introduced to, you know, giving people the confidence to go out and do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you teach people that you can, uh, you know, do a a modest uh, trip and start that way, and it can be be quite modest if you uh, organise yourself, you don't have to carry a whole lot, and you don't have to go very far. What would be the fundamentals, Steve, if someone was just, you know, thinking, oh, I've been thinking about this for ages, and I've done a bit of dot watching, and how can I kind of allow myself to have some confidence to go and do it? You know, you're trying to be in someone's head, because a lot of people put up barriers to, oh, I can't, I haven't got enough time, oh, the kids, oh, no. Um, you know, and they're all, they're all you know, um, good reasons because people are busy. But how would you kind of uh, suggest people get started? Well, the um, there's there's a couple of really three really good rail trail options, which gives you an off road option. Um, you can go up to the Warburton Trail, the Great Victorian that starts at Tellerook, takes you all the way to Mansfield, which I used some of in my trip, or the um, Alpine Rail Trail from Wangaratta up here to 
for wood fright. Um, and you can base a shorter or longer trip on any of those. Um, you could even, if you had parental responsibilities, organise uh, to maybe transport kids part of the way and therefore carry, you know, turn it into a like a flash pack where you don't have to carry all your uh, overnight gear. Mm, it's a case of thinking outside the metal box, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, you, you... Yeah. And, uh, OK, we started from the inner north. You had a spot tracker. Uh, how did you pack the bike? And we'll, we'll leave out the arguments about the pannier rack. We'll leave that till you get home. Um, OK. I know, because we did bicker about that. But how did you set up the bike? Well, I've... Um... I've got a frame bag, and that's something I made. There's plenty of those sort of things available that sort of sits in the triangle of your bike, and that carries a reasonable amount of stuff, some cooking gear and food and that sort of thing. Um, I've got a post rack. Um, You're not supposed to mention but, that. Yeah, OK. And I've got a, um, a handlebar roll, which isn't much more elaborate than getting some straps from one of the camping shops, that they're like a belt. They've got a buckle and you can pass the webbing strap through it and you strap your stuff to your handlebars um, on the front of your bike. You just... Uh, mine is not hugely elaborate and it just straps everything there. Carry a tent, carry a um, sleeping mat and sleeping bag and all of that sort of rolled up in a dry bag dry bags are available from one of your large sort of um, chain stores. It starts with K. They do, yeah, they, it starts with K, I think. And they have really yeah. good dry bags, strangely enough, out of all yeah. the other tat. Um, yeah. So, again, um, getting started, would you say like someone does a bit of a roll around the block, kind of takes stuff to work, you know, just to get used to kind of carrying a little bit extra on the bike? Yeah, you, you really do want to a minimum of ride it around the block um, with everything strapped on to make sure that it stays strapped on. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the one of the best bits uh, of advice I heard from a um, very experienced rider and frame builder was that if you take all of your stuff that you want to carry and you're not sure how to get it on your bike and a large roll of duct tape, you could probably tape it all to your bike and work out where it fits and where it doesn't and then you've got it uh, an idea of how to carry things. Okay. Um, being sort of like a impermanent sort of cheap way of experimenting. Mm, think of it as a bit of a silvery, sticky version of an Oki strap, but not particularly yeah. feasible. But anyway, okay, we get we get the get the analogy, and where to from there? Um, well. It, a lot of people have a destination in mind. Yep. Um, sometimes people go world travelling and then head in a general direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you can plan things down to the where I'm going to stop and I'm going to ride here and I should have lunch there and camp here or stay there and I want to see that. And this starts at a particular time and everything's on a schedule. Um, some people travel like that and others just wander. Um, it is up to everybody's personality how they, um, what what sort of end of the spectrum they travel like that. Mm. And also travelling during summer, there's some things there you should know about. Yeah, it can get hot. 
um, it can get um, you can get burnt, um, you can run out of water. So carrying in an adequate amount of water, uh, maybe having to start early, maybe having a break in the middle of the day, find um, some shade. Um, you know, a bit of bit of journey planning that you might just take an extended lunch stop. Um, you might have a swim in the middle of the day, and then you continue on. It sounds positively wonderful. Choose your own adventure. I remember going back to late last year when I had um, Tim on the show, Tim Taylor. And okay, so we've got got prepared. You've done your prep. You've uh, got a got a travel plan that you've given to your nearest and dearest, so they know where you are. Yeah, take yeah. So have a bit of a plan. Tell someone where you're going. Trackers, the tracker is showing people where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nowadays you take your phone and you post the selfies of yourself um, along along the way, and people then know where you are as well or where you've been. Well, hopefully, if you got um, um, reception, but here we go. Yeah, it's pretty like yeah, there's you know, particularly in Victoria, yeah. um, pretty well covered. Okay, so we've talked about all the prep. Now, let's get into the actual adventure. You rode out towards the north east. Yeah, you north east, yeah. You didn't use Plenty Road, which was fortunate because it's... No, I'm not going to ride on Plenty Road if I can avoid it. So basically, you just went out the main Yarra Trail and did some connections along the other the other end of it. Yeah, use, the, use those um, creek connecting trails, recreational um, bike park, multi-use bike paths and things to then start your start your adventure, take you through the most you know, the majority of the suburbs. Find yourself in the outer suburbs and then from there um, head in the direction that you're intending. Google Maps and um, all that is your friend and there's yeah, it's quite a few interesting tracker stuff out there. Uh, you will look you're using something off um, the other browser, Safari. What was that um, app? Just in case people aren't oh, on Android. Use, use a mixture. Um, uh, the um, yeah, the um, non the uh, Apple um, supported one was Map Out, which I've been using, and uh, that on a tablet allows you to look at contours, which tell you whether you're going to ride up and down a hill and then um, draw a route through a particular path, um, tells you your gradient and uh, distance and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Good for planning. Um, for plotting where you're actually going or been, um, I've used both Strava and Ride with GPS. tend to use Ride with GPS a little more. Um, I think you can draw routes on that and plan things as well. But, yeah, very useful because it gives you a, um, a distance and um, terrain mm. uh, indication. So, the actual ride. Um, and then start, start pedalling. Yeah, okay. We've had enough of the prep. Take some, um, take some snacks. You're going to need them. Um, off you go. Okay. It was, um, it, it was uh, reasonably, reasonably uh, warm without being too hot. For me and um, yeah, it, it went well for um, those logistic stops of where I could, you know, find a shop. Bakeries are your friend, so are um, 
the uh, small supermarkets that are open till uh, 8 p.m. And um, what did you think of uh, the locals and um, you know, new friends along the way? Oh, I found a spiky little friend in the Kidna on the rail trail. Um, didn't run into any of the sort of two-legged wildlife that might uh, cause you trouble. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, quite quite pleasant. Now, after all this, you ride to Bright, and instead of like, oh, you know, like you rested up for a few days, I could tell that by the tracker, then you swap bikes because this is a part that you didn't quite mention. You rode up on a bike and then you had someone else take your road bike up because this was yes. another part of the adventure. Yes, the other part was to do the um, Audex Alpine Classic. So there's a, a number of um, ride options put on um, on the Audex Alpine Cycling event out of Bright on the long weekend every January. And um, you can start with a modest uh, 60 kilometres. All of these rides do go up, both up and down hills. Um, so it's um, not about riding on the easy gradient of the rail trail. Um, so I did the 200-kilometre Alpine Classic, which ascends Buffalo, then uh, goes over to Wonga Gap and then to Mount Beauty and then ascends Falls Creek. And then you come back. Um, and then you come back to Bright. Mm. Unfortunately, there is um, a brewery in Bright and snacks to be had. So, yes. yeah, it was... Um, we had... Very hot weather leading into the weekend, um, like up to 40 degrees. Everyone's expecting a week out that it would probably be hot and stay hot, but the weather turned and um, not only did we get a little bit of rain, but we also got quite cool temperatures. Yeah, that's the thing um, about climbing in the mountains. You kind of go from like 35 on the flat to, oh, it's 10 degrees up here. Oh, dear, and I haven't got anything else in your bonk. Yeah, it was barely, um, sort of barely in the 20s in the valleys. Um, might have got into the mid-20s um, part of the day, but mm. uh, it was definitely into the low teens on the on the climbs. Um, and when you've been rained on um, and sweaty and riding up a hill, the, uh, and it doesn't take much of a breeze in those temperatures and conditions for you to start to feel very cold. So at the top of Mount Buffalo, I um, did feel very cold. Unfortunately, there was a, um, a building at the uh, checkpoint to, um, to 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 stand in for a little while and to um, get some beverages, uh, some coffee, and uh, and some snacks before um, fashioning a, um, a wind barrier out of a plastic bag and wearing that um, to make a. A better uh, a better wind jacket, and and the tip is, folks, you um, put it underneath your uh, top so it doesn't flap, and uh, then riding down the hill wearing that. So you know, if you've been ever been watching the classics, you know, for a few decades, you would have seen, or a few years, you would have seen the old stuff, the newspaper down the front of the jersey before the descent, to as a bit of a windbreak. Now, one of the things about the Alpine Classic, it is one of Australia's hardest rides. It's not a race; it's a ride but it is also one of the best um supported so you, you know um audax i think what well, they've kind of taken it out to another event management company now and they also 
have the Bonjour Bright Festival and Bright. So yeah, it's been going on for almost what, well over thirty years, thirty five years. I think so. I think it was um, eighty six was the first um, first one. And just as just as an observation, would you say there is a lot more women riding it now? It used to be predominantly you know, blokey, not saying it's, you know, but would you say there's a lot more women riding the, um, the these these um, longer, harder um, Audax rides? I'd say there's definitely a um, better balance than yep. there has been in the past. Mm-hmm. There is, um, uh, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but it was like, a, it was definitely observable that there were... Um, a lot of female participants. Um, I was on one particular course, but um, that the, the actual classic 200 would have had a very good uh, gender balance. Yep. Some of the um, there are two harder or three harder um, rides to be had apart from 200. If riding 200 kilometres with substantial hills yep. isn't quite enough, you do have an option of a 250 and at 320 and I think this year there was a um, and I'm not even sure what the what the course is but there's actually a, a 500 that does start um, a little earlier Sounds like a raid. Uh, I just have to keep in mind we're just running up the end of uh, our time here so what, uh, what in closing Steve would you like to say for people who want to you know start at their own door when they get out of the house, that's where the adventure starts. Well, start with something modest and even if you only take a cut lunch and only go as far as the park or you start planning your cross-country um, journey or, in fact, your round-the-world journey from yep. leaving Sorry, home, but, you know, yeah, uh, okay, you got two seconds. I would start... <laughs> Start packing and go out and do it. Go for it. Okay. So we're just kind of hitting the 10.30 mark and I'll get screamed at. No, I won't. Anyway, thank you so much for your time today, Steve, and um, we'll talk soon. Thank you. See you later. See ya. And that's all I've got for today for Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. I'll put all the news and events up with the podcast. Um, great to hear that Steve's um, happy and healthy. Our podcast should be up later today or I probably think um, later in the week. And uh, they'll be on 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarra Bug or Yarra Bike. All presenters and at uh, 3CR are volunteers, so please go to 3cr.org.au and click on um, subscribe or donate. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.